All right. Well, as I started off earlier today saying, of course, this episode is brought to you by Gamefly. And if you would like to bring an episode to the people, if you want to sponsor one show, you want to sponsor a month, you want to sponsor a topic, hit me up. I'm going to change it for the Facebook here. There it is. Hit me up. Charles at G-A-I-E-M-S dot com. And that is is how you can uh, ask about how to bring your own sponsorship to the show but today's episode is brought to you by gamefly.com i am a big gamer i know a lot of people in the field who play games especially if you're at a station it's a great way to kill time and and entertain yourself uh, beyond studying and everything else as well and gamefly is the system for you in my opinion it is one disc out or two discs out they actually do dvds now as well and i just really loved it and in my off time Right. I love coming home and having that white and orange envelope waiting on me. It's like, oh man, a new game. So I got to play all the newest games that came out and entertain myself without having to break the bank and spend $60 a game whenever it came out. You're spending a whole lot less than that per month to play what you want. And then it allowed me to get games for my family and play with them as well. So for you, the listeners and the viewers of EMS Underground, Gamefly is offering a premium a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So 30 days free. And there is a turnaround time. But here's the thing. When you mark, you build a queue, you build a list, and you say, oh, I got this game, I played it for a day, I don't like it, you put it in the mailbox. As soon as the post office scans it, they will send you the next one. So it's not like you have to wait till it gets back. They're already sending you one, too. So in a month, you could probably play four to six games, depending on how fast you turn them around. Or you can keep one game for a month, however you want to do it. So get your free trial today. Go to GameFlyOffer.com slash EMS Underground for your 30-day free trial. Now, outside of that, of course, listening to the ad that comes right after this is awesome on the podcast. Thank you. And on Facebook and YouTube, uh, you listen to all this and you don't get the ad. So anything you can do to help out would be amazing. Again, it's that financial independence that lets us ask the questions and call the BSBS and celebrate the wins for those who win and help the community out. But if you go over to Patreon dot com forward slash nine one one studios you can help us each month and just support the show now i did forget to mention at the beginning of the show there is one reward there and that is 100 percent ad free audio is there at some point the video might go ad free and go up there but i didn't want to do it yet because i don't have the time to edit it but the audio the podcast it has its own podcast feed so you can just put that in your podcast catcher instead of the standard feed that we have no ads, no Patreon reads, none of that for as little as a dollar a month. So go to patreon.com slash 911studios. Help us out. Help us keep this independence to, to talk about the things you want to hear about, and we'll appreciate you. So coming back in here, Tom, the, the big one that I wanted to talk to you about today was, of course, you know, AMR has been officially recommended to get the DeKalb contract. official now? Well, they've been officially recommended. It's not accepted. The uh, There's an article on our Facebook page I put up today that was written last night. Okay. And uh, the, commi- the committee officially recommended them. And, and there's a nice, good article. You should read it. Uh, the commission or the commissioners or the council, whatever it is that is going to officially right. vote to accept it, they had more questions, wanted to see more paperwork, so they kicked it down two weeks. So in two more weeks, it should be enough time for them to get their questions answered then they vote. Now, theoretically, even though AMR was recommended, there is a competitor there as well. Of course, that competitor, as a good competitor should do, that competitor was there 
and talked about how they could offer service as well. And this it and that was and the other. Fine. They used to be called a paramedics plus. They're now called patient care services something. Um, Never heard of them. Yeah, me either. I looked up a lot today. We can talk about some of that. But I actually uh, posted the article today on her page and said, you know, this was no surprise to me. Da, da, da. The very first comment was, uh, I'm paraphrasing because you can look at Facebook to get the actual quote, but the very first comment was, uh, chalk one up for the corrupt or spend more money for the yeah. corrupt. And oh, I was like, I, I saw that coming. Yeah. Across. And I immediately leaned in because, uh, as what I said earlier on the show, I'll say it again to you is like, no, this is my space. I wouldn't let you stand here in, in, in my presence and say that without challenging you. So I'm going to challenge you. Then they came back and wrote something really well spoken that actually supports DeKalb, or DeKalb giving it the AMR. I'm like, wait. And somebody else got in and like, well, what was the corrupt part? You know, but my question was, do you do any research? And and then I use that self-promotion, right? I was like, you know what? Don't worry about doing research. Just watch EMS Underground and subscribe on your podcast player. We'll tell you what to think. That way you don't have to lift a finger. We'll do the research for you. Um, but it's, it's that knee-jerk reaction. How many people in North Georgia alone, not just not even Georgia State, just North Georgia, saw or heard, because you know the word's getting around, that the cab will probably keep AMR as the new provider, how many people's reactions were something like that? Oh, I can't believe they're keeping that crap hole co company. Or, you know, I can't believe after all that trouble, they're just going to keep, they must be bribed. There must be underhanded. Why do we do this? Why is our knee jerk reaction in EMS negative? And I'm, I am definitely been a huge part of that. I don't know why mine was, I've worked hard to make it more positive or be open-minded. But in your experience, Tom, you've been around since you're 18, 16 years old. Why is negative where we always go first? I think we just always look at the worst in everything. You know, most people are half, what, half empty instead of half full. Not everybody's like Pat Miller. Oh, God, yeah, I smiley, mean, yeah. You know, I'm the same way. First thing I do is, comes to my mind is like, what the, you know? Yeah. Like, I saw that, and I was like, okay, what, you know, what was going up, you know? Um, I mean, I think he, he may have a point here. I mean, I think that, um, I, I don't think that the process was entirely fair. I don't think there's been a lot of fair stuff going on with that process. I think, I think AMR has been unfairly targeted. Sure. I think that they have gone above and beyond what most services would do and have done in DeKalb County to provide good services to DeKalb County. And during that last meeting that you just went to, mm -hmm. wasn't they talking about uh, like a eight to nine minute it's response nine, time? It's a nine points. I had it written down. It's nine point something minute response time average Less across the county for Less than nine minutes for emergency. Get an, get an ambulance there. For ALS. Yep. That's amazing. And that's down from, I, I, I think the number was 18. I can't quote that for sure, but I think it definitely was high mid teens before average. Okay. And that's not fire. That is AMR response time. Fire's response time is six minutes so, across the county. So what what is it in Fulton County? Uh, when I looked it up, and of course it's based off a couple of years ago, the average is thirteen to fourteen minutes in Fulton, and thirteen to fourteen what in was it the last oh in South in South Fulton, it is twelve to fourteen minutes. And what what, what was it promised? Nine. And where's the protest? Yeah, no, there's there's none. Not even in the committee meetings. Yeah. Council meetings, rather. So, you know, I just feel like that it was, because that was, 
this whole process is really, you know, focusing on something, people trying to get elected, people trying to do whatever. Yep. And I'm sorry, AMRs work hand in hand and all the strides and the progress is made. They're at less than 10 minutes. A new provider comes in there, it's going to go back up. Because yeah. they got to train people, people got to learn, learn the, the area. area. They got to learn the protocols. They got to learn the unofficial stuff mm-hmm, that goes mm-hmm. on in a county. They got to get all that you know, staffing issues done. You, you can't go from just a small service to DeKalb County without yeah. support. You know, yeah. they're running a ton of trucks every day, and that takes a lot of money, a lot of backing, and stuff. Yeah, and they've been doing it. So, and I'm not, and I'm here. I'm first one to say I know AMR's not the best company, but no company is. Yeah, there's no such no, thing as the best. There's no such thing as a you know a place that is without problems. And the same thing, it, it's just like families. I mean, like you look at a family from the outside, oh, they're a wonderful, happy family. Yeah. But then you get on the inside, and there's like bickering, fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same thing, but. I feel like that there's been a lot of unfair negative attention, just like the CBS yeah. News report. Yep. That was completely unfair. That was just a poke at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely so was. I, I don't, and, and that's what I think. And I think where you want to really look at the corrupt, it's the other people on the other side that's corrupt trying to get in and do away with the bad things so they can get in and make money. Yeah. Well, what I found interesting was after I challenged him, he came back and wrote a really well yeah, thought. I was with, just with reading the, Yeah. I mean, I mean and, and, and it's like, wait, I don't want to, it's a whole different person who wrote this. It feels but, like, but I, I think understand. he may have been talking about what's corrupt was the process because it's taken so long, but it's, but even then you didn't do your research. I mean, I reported that in full every time I've gone to the meetings is the RFP process was as open and transparent as it could be legally. And the lawyers actually said, well, there were issues we didn't foresee popping up. That's why we had to keep moving it down the line because we wanted to do it right. It wasn't just about the money. I always felt like what was happening was they were trying to figure out a way to push AMR out, that there was a political people inside there. Like, the yeah, you're, from, you're saying trying to figure out a different person to bring in. Yeah, trying. So I, like, feel, I feel like it was from, opposite. Um, from what was that? What's that guy's name that was always vocal against AMR? Terry Nall. Yeah, like him trying to yeah. to delay it, to delay it. Well, delay he was it. mad that they kept delaying it, so that's why I felt like it was the other way no, around. No, I meant. Well, I know that. But there's but, people like him wanting to, trying, to, trying to figure it out. To yeah, get yeah. it to figure out how to get AMR. See, out now there's that negative mindset. See, my mindset was the whole time was they're trying to get this right. Because it was, it's different when you hear from the mouth of the person doing it. And Chief Fulham being the leader of, of this push with the Cab County fire, he's, um, I, I forget his exact position with the Cab. And in my vernacular, I always would call him like the super chief. He is the face of the Cab fire. Now, he still answers to somebody, but he's the face of the cab fire. And when he would say stuff, it was all you could tell his whole goal was to do what was right by the cab county. And when, so when he defended AMR on some things, even in that initial CBS report where they were like, oh, you know, done what he this, done what he that, did it. But they even admitted Chief Fulham said, well, the contract that AMR came in and took was a bad one. Yeah, so he was honest about it. Right. And so coming from seeing him talk going, okay, he's going to do, he's trying to do what's naturally right 
versus politics. I felt like the whole time they were trying to do what's right. Now, I wasn't 100% sure. You can play with that all you want. I was not 100% sure that DeKalb was going to land with AMR initially. <laughs> but um, uh, especially at that last one, when I came back and said, well, no, the lawyer said different legal and business issues popped up that we can't necessarily talk about. But that's why we kept the land because we wanted to get it right because it's not just about the lowest bidder for DeKalb County. Right. It was about making it work with everything that was there. And it actually started to develop what sounds like a whole new system of that hybrid fire and privatized together running EMS. Um, that's why I always felt like they were doing this right. So even if they'd come in and said, we're going to give it to Grady or somebody we hadn't heard of like this. Um, and they're, they're Paramedics Plus in Texas, but they're parent company name has now been changed. It's not called that anymore. Okay. Uh, it's patient care logistics, something it's in the article there. I did some research on them today. Uh, maybe if they'd gone with a different recommendation, I would have trusted that the process was right because I felt like Fulham and everybody involved on the cab side were trying to do what was right for the people. As opposed to I've sat in plenty of council meetings where they did not give two craps about the people they were representing. They were about their power or their money. And how many times have we seen the lowest bidder get the prize? Oh, I don't know. Grady and South Fulton was one of the last times that pops into my mind. Were they you know, the lowest bidder? Or just, they were they were the, the they just, speediest. And yeah, no, AMR was at 12 minutes response time in Fulton when they were kicked out. Which, by the way, that's where Grady is now a year later, that 12 to 14 minutes. AMR was at 12 minutes. But to get it down to nine, they said they had to have more money. They have to put more trucks on the road. And so the price went up. So, yes, Grady came in under price and under time and obviously haven't delivered it. But that's when when you look at one factor, that's what happens. When you look at multiple factors, in this particular case, it turns out to uh, be, to me, it says they did the research. When you come out, I don't, I'd love to know their system. I'd love to know what their weighing points and how it came up and how things added together to get this point system, just because I'm curious. But when you have something that is scientifically measurable, okay, you're recommending this person because of multiple factors, not because, well, AMR said they'd do it for a dollar. you know. Um, so looking up this company, they they had Alameda County in California, which was one of the largest counties in California. It has Oakland and uh, Alameda and a bunch of towns that you recognize from news or TV shows, right? Right. And they had this county, and they lost it. I tried to look up why. Now, I take it with a grain of salt because I don't want to be a smart ass and a dumb mouth. You know, I want to be educated on when I speak on something as best I can. All I can find was some news reports, and it doesn't really go into because I was looking for response times. I was looking for why they were requesting a new bidder to come in. And uh, 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 Folk EMS, I think, used to be the largest in the world. Uh, Now it's AMR, GMR, uh, is who got it. And you know how they got it? Even though they raised prices they a little bit, they raised prices a little bit. They promised that they were going to do it from billing and less from the county money. So and I mean, that was it. in the report. So basically they bought it. Yeah. Because it was blatant. And it said in the in their pitch, they basically said they were going to charge the county less and make it up in non-emergency transports and billing to patients right. and this and that and the other. Um, and that was one of the things I could parse. Because California's a whole different political state. Right. And, and, and all kind of means. Like, I don't know where Georgia stands, but in California, when a patient gets billed and they have insurance, you cannot, it's called balance billing. You cannot bill them for the balance. Whatever their copay is, is it. P 
period. I don't know if that's the way in Georgia, but that was something I was like, okay, I get the concept. I've done some research now to understand what you're talking about. Apparently, Paramedics Plus was balance billing a lot, and people were having to fight back on it. So hmm. you can't go with one news report. You can't go with just all the negative reviews because that's all you can find online is negative reviews. That sounds um, like a should get something. <laughs> um, when I say smart ass, Tom, now that kind of goes into <laughs> that goes into like correctional procedures. Um, you know how many times I know I can't think of how many direct times, but you know, I, I know there's times when you've wanted to seriously talk to me about something like, look, I need you to fix this. And what's my one of my knee jerk reactions? To be a smart ass about it and just yep. make a smart, funny comment like piss off i mean that's the intent behind it. it's like yeah i'm not listening how do you as a, a leader deal with with smart asses well to me i just don't pay any attention to it i just like you know you want to be a smart ass you can but just know this you can only do it so long right right where you eventually that straw is going to break that camel's back because you need to have somebody you need to know somebody's listening you need All to right. see stuff's coming on um, well, it's like, if yeah. you remember like in the meetings and stuff, I've had to do this before. Like, I'll just call you and sure. Jeremy both out or I'm like, you know, put the phones down, mm-hmm. you know, quit being, get off the computer, pay attention at the meetings, you know? And I know in from, in both times, you know, it was kind of like, <sighs> it was like, well, well, I cause I multitask, you know, yeah, I'm like, but sure. Well, my I can look was, like a good boy if my, you need me to. My problem was is that I saw that some things that I'd say in the meetings and then they wouldn't get followed up with. That's because you weren't important. That's yeah, all. I know. <laughs> but, no. See, I'm a smart ass. It yep, kicks it naturally. See, I can't help it though. Yep. But it sums I feel the same way at the end of the month when I like forget a couple ones and a couple twos and that, you know, that, that I do on, <laughs> on Fridays, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 that's, that's, that is fair. And I mean, I can, I can, um, I can understand that, well, I multitask. That means not 100 percent of my attention's on something that maybe you need it on, or, right? You know those kind and, of things. And the thing is, you can keep doing the, that for so long. And I and I've seen it throughout my career. I've I've been there where because I will put up with a lot. You know, I'm a task person. I want the task to get done. We may not agree on on how to get it done, but I believe that if you let somebody own it. You give them, you know, say, hey, this is what I want in the end. You let them own the process, then it'll get done. But if it doesn't get done, well, then somebody's got to step in. Right. If you're one of those people who like to make those smart comments, you may get away with it for a little while, but eventually you're not. Trust me, you're mm-hmm. going to say it at the wrong day, the wrong time, and it's just yes. going to snap. Yeah. And then, then you're sitting there like, what? What? And I've seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen it many times where somebody's done that. And they just, because mm-hmm. everybody has bad days, you know? And, and not, yeah. Like I was watching Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. The new ones have come out. See, I haven't and, seen, I've only seen like the first two seasons, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, you know, and they, you've got this one, they take over a company and the, the new boss is sitting there and they're kind of making fun of him because he used to work for the company when he first started in tech. Okay. And his old bosses are there and they're like, they had like funny nicknames for him, right? And he's sure. sitting there trying to be not like, yeah, y'all go, you know, whatever for morale, you know? But then they just kept pushing it and pushing it. And finally he was like, 
Shut up. Yeah. I'm the boss. You're going to do it. If you want to be here, you're going to do it this way. Yeah. I've given you leadway. I've letting you have your fun. You're not getting the job done. And if you don't get the job done, yep. you're gone. And they're like, and then human yeah. resources came in right behind him and said, you heard what the man said. Now I'm here for the official word. Yeah. Sit down. You've got till this day to get the job done. If not, you're gone. Nice. So, nice. you know, you can, you know, I'm all about having fun. Y'all know that here, you know, but if you're working for another employer out there, they may not be this yeah. fun. Well, and, and, and you don't understand the big picture. And yes, you know, I, I, in the back of my mind, yeah, I go to these region three council meetings and I try to get some of the other regions that, that affect what we do close by. Um, and I know I interact directly with a lot of the people in Region 3 Council. Yeah, I go ask them questions yeah. and, and those kind of things. And I imagine a number of them listen to the show and the mm -hmm. feedback. And, and, and so I, I'm not blind. I'm not dumb. I don't think, oh, I can just say whatever I want here, and then I'm a whole different person there. No, I, I actually operate on everybody listens, so I've got to assume they've heard what I said about them. So when I talk about, you know, there's no protest for Grady, and I said not even at the meetings, I do understand, and I want them to hear that I understand. I don't know the big picture. And I do try to call out, hey, somebody did say this, and somebody did challenge that, and that's good. Uh, I just really wish somebody go, hey, they're refusing to say nine minutes. Wasn't that the agreed-to goal? And you're not there yet. What are you doing? Nobody, it didn't okay. feel like anybody saying, what are you going to do to fix this? Although I think now they will with this ad hoc committee. Um, I just I, I understand that I'm going to close some doors by some things I say, but I tried to caveat it with, there are some things you won't tell me like EJ. We know there's stuff EJ knows that we'll never know, right? you know, and she is smart enough to know that you're smart enough to know that even here. Uh, there's been times when, when I'm saying something I'll even leave it with, I know I don't know the big picture, but this is what I see in this when I'm frustrated. And you make the decision either to say, there's more here. We'll tell you later, just trust me. Or you'll say, let me show you the picture. And all bosses do that. And there was a day when I was a dumb mouth and is the last one of the last major interactions I had with Benny Atkins which was when I worked for him, I was having a bad day. I was having a bad life at that moment, actually. I think he was having a bad day. I don't remember. I don't even remember the words that were said. Most he said something to me. He came in and tried to dress me down in front of people. Um, I wasn't about to take that. Cause I was at that point in my life. like, you know what? I'm going to be, I drew my line of, I'm going to be treated like a human being, which means if, if you're going to come hard at me, I'm going to come hard at you. If you're going to yell at me, you know, I'll escalate as you escalate. And he came in and, I mean, it's something as simple as ass or something. I mean, he wasn't cussing me out, but it's something that came out. Well, you know me, there's that doorway. And when I'm, especially when I'm in that negative space and I react, it's like, here's your little thing. Here's my hammer. Mm -hmm. And I just got right back into it and started cussing at him. And we went at it. And then I turned in my resignation and he accepted it immediately. I mean, it was a bad interaction. And I look back on that going, well, I mean, Life science says we are 50-50 responsible. Actually, 100-100 responsible. We both could have done something different. But he wasn't even officially reprimanding me. I, I'm, I can look back and guess. In his mind, his mind, he just wanted to yell for a second that I did something dumb. He didn't like it. I didn't take that well. I yelled back, and it turned it into a thing. And we neither one of us backed off. All right. And then we parted ways. It was a bad ending. That, to me, because I remember these. I don't know if he remembers that at all. But to me, I remember these things, so when I see him, I feel a little bad. I haven't even approached him so, yet, you know? So let me ask you this. This is just a thing I try to teach my children sure. this, all right? All right. You got to start everything off with the end in mind, all right? That's a business thing, yeah. So did you accomplish what you needed when you did that? 
ultimately, I needed to be on a different path. But that was not my intent. I stumbled into the end. I had no intent end in mind. I had zero end in mind. It you was I was just going to show up every day, moment. do my job, live in moment you to were moment. Just yep. that moment. Yep. You got to think about the end of the mind. Sometimes people are going to be rude to you. People are going to be mean to you. There's going to be a day comes when I come in here and I go off on you, and you can stay or leave. Yeah. Same thing. I've gone off on Jeremy. I've gone off on Steve. I've gone off on. I haven't gone off on Vanessa yet. Haven't had Vanessa that. went off on me last yeah, night. Though. She did. Yeah, <laughs> she did. And I was like, you, you better go. Laugh. And uh, what did I tell you? Go take your medicine. Yeah. Right. Oh, she didn't know. She gave, and I knew what she was doing, and I know her well enough that I kept a straight face because my reaction to her is, no, I get it, and it's it is kind of funny that you're you're the little chihuahua yelling at the pit bull, uh, but yeah, and she's right. And I admitted that in front of everybody, but I, later I laughed about it with her because you, you can't and laugh at that in front of the students. It, but and that's how it but she be. did. I mean, and it scared the students, man. But you've got it's, to. They sat up. It's awesome. But you got to think about what's best for me because I know me. I've been embarrassed. I've been. I feel like I've been trampled on in the past. I've taken a lot of crap. But I had to think about. Okay, I've got my mortgage coming up next week. Mm -hmm. I've got mm -hmm. to feed my children. So I've just had to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And then I've I start never been good at and then that. I start looking for another job. And when I find another job, I just put in my notice and leave. You know? I got better at that as I really now I have, focused on my family. Now there there is a thing where you got to also think about some principles. I know when I was at the technical college, we were moving from we were moving our offices from the Clarkston campus to here in Covington, right? Sure. Everything was set up. We were moving, you know, we were, me and the faculty was moving it. We'd been moving all day. We had trucks with trailers. We were moving all the equipment from Covington all the way down here. One of the vice presidents that I do not report to, okay, but mm -hmm. he's also, this same vice president is also over the police chief. So the police report to him or whatever. Sure, sure. But he comes up there. And he's just like a jerk. He basically calls us, accuses us of stealing everything, of stealing stuff and mm. whatever. Okay. Now, the thing is, I've got like an ex, I've got a guy, a retired FBI agent there. I've got a retired naval officer there. I've got me. I've got uh, fire captains and lieutenants and stuff, honorable people in the community who were there working. We already, the dean knows we're doing it. Mm -hmm. the, our vice president knows we're doing it. Our department chair knows what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on except for this guy. Okay. And he comes up there and he starts yelling at us and accusing us of stuff. And we sat there and I sat there and took it. And whenever he says, do you have something to say? And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> I said, I really don't appreciate you coming in here and accusing us of stealing this stuff. We've been working our butts off all day. This is where we're supposed to be. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. We don't answer to you. We don't report to you. And he's like, oh, you want to go talk to the president now? Why, yes, I do. <laughs> because sometimes like, because you're talking you about you have to make not, a stand sometimes, right? Should, yeah, because you yeah. should not be coming in here and talking. And I'm like, as a he leader. He was a dumb mouth that day. Because I'm like, they're supervisor i'm like as a leadership a leader in this organization you should not be in here screaming at people like this yeah i understand you're a vice president but we're still people and mm -hmm. you don't talk to people this way oh uh, you don't tell me what to do and i'm like 
whenever you're being disrespectful, we will. And I've stayed calm as could sure. be. And then the, our dean came up and the dean got involved and it's like, you know. And then we ended, and guess what happened? When he went back to work. Yeah. You know, and it's... He, he, now, that was a stance I was willing to lose my job over. You that's, know, and that's, that's what you got fair. to yeah. you got to get to a point where because I've always been one I have to take care of the people I'm in charge of. That's my job. Yeah. And I felt like I was in the right. And if I felt if I really feel like I'm in the right, then I'm, mm-hmm. you know, we'll stand up. And it's that calmness. It's that when you have true and, and he was a dumb mouth on that one. Uh when you have the truth behind you, it's easier to stay calm. It's easier to understand uh, better what you should be doing. And, and like you said, the reality was he, you didn't answer to him and he was wrong. And had he just come in asking questions, you could have answered him. I dealt with that in the hotel situation, except in the hotel situation, much more volatile. Well, the thing is he shouldn't have even been talking to us. He's vice president. We're not in his chain, right? You right. follow the chain of command. He should have been going to his equal, who was Dr. Gorman. He should have went to her, who was the vice president over academics, and said, hey, what's going on down there with the EMS program? Yeah. And then she could have explained it. And if they had a problem, because he does have some authority over it, because he was in charge of uh, bean counting. He was the accountant sure, dude. Sure. So like all the equipment stuff, part of that is his responsibility Mm -hmm. to have that accountability of all the equipment. And maybe he didn't know that the equipment was moving buildings or something. I don't know. And then she could have explained it and then she could have came down and handled it with us, not him walking down there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. The person he had a problem with was his, his person, not us. And I've I've actually done that with with my kids. I've walked into a situation where they're doing something that I think is totally dumb and wrong and I start yelling. My wife's like, wait a minute now, I told her to do did it. I'm like, then then I feel like okay, either I have to back down and 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 eat crow or I yell at her. So half the time I back down, the other half I just start yelling at her instead. It's like but because it depends on the stance. But you lose. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's I rushed in and, and yeah. made judgments and and those kind of things. Uh, but I think we'll end with the idea that you said there. Always start with the end in mind. And I was I was blundering through my career. It was, what do I do? I I want somebody to pay me to run calls, so I'm going to show up. I'm going to get a job at Newton because I need a new job. Newton hires me. I'm going to show up when you tell me to show up. I'm going to run the calls. I'm going to mm-hmm. dance to the tune you tell me to dance to as far as training and, and uniforms and protocols, whatever. Well, what about tomorrow? I don't know. We'll get up and figure yeah, out tomorrow, gotta, tomorrow. Gotta, and that doesn't work about, too well. No, nope, you got to think about what is it? Where do you want to be? And I say that here all the time. Where do we want to be? What do we got to do? What sacrifices do we got to make to get there? You know, yeah. and that's um, sometimes I make the right decision. Sometimes I don't. Everybody's doing that, but you're, you're wanting to get somewhere. And if you don't have that roadmap or plan to get there, then you're not going to get there. Right. Right. And, and, and y'all have to be on you. And this goes back to the smart ass, dumb mouth and, and doing research, knowing what your company's doing. You have to be on the same page. I will say this to national employees and any employees who work for a company that does 911 and non emergency transport. You know that about the company. Don't go work for a company that does both if you don't want to do non emergency transport or if you disagree enough to run your mouth. Right. Now, that being said, you can inflict or affect change. Inflict change is being that disruptor 
And, and that's kind of what I specialize in talking enough about something that you can't fault me. I was like the Grady thing. I harp on the Grady thing. No, it's nine minutes. If you didn't come in promising nine minutes, I wouldn't harp on that. I wouldn't even say if you come in, going to the cab. Now, if, if let's say it was Grady getting the contract instead of, of AMR, if they went through the, the system and the cab said numbers, this is what we all looked at. And we think they're going to be a better provider. All right, you did your due yeah, justice. Yep. But if the cab just went, they said nine minutes and they're willing to do it for half the price, I'm going to be harping on the cab too. And yep. great, because that's just dumb. You know, I, I that's inflicting change is yeah. hopefully you're just loud enough to where they can't shut you up and you're not wrong. Right. You know, that, but affecting change can be uh, some of what I felt like I've done here, like with the Monday meetings. I kept coming and going, we've got to talk. We have not just me and you have a meeting, then you and Vanessa have one later, and then you and Steve have one later. We need to be in the same room. Talk. And it, we've seen that change come down. It might have been something you've wanted to go to for a while, but having more voices saying, no, let's do this, let's do this. Now it's, we're all on that same page. So again, back to national and, and what's helped here is, more and more, we've all gotten your vision of where you want to go. You've let us help shape that vision of where you want to mm-hmm. go, where we want to go. And we've all started that process. And now we're, we can all steer in the direction. Whereas you're the captain, we can help pull the boat one way or the other. And the same with National EMS. If I was there, I'd go to every meeting they'd let me go to. And I'd say, let me help you. How can we separate the division? Let me understand the process better because I believe that we need to separate this but keep it under one roof because I understand you need non-emergency to make the money. All right. You can do that. And I can tell you there, I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head something, but I know National listens to their employees. They will let employees help adjust change. Right. Do it that way. But just doing what I used to do when I was at National for the most part, some of it was, here, let me help, but most of it was, this is just dumb. Why is this? And I'd go to Huey, like present it that way. This is stupid as crap. Why are you doing it this way? But he was a good guy. And he's like, okay, let me show you a little bit more. Let me educate you without adding your ignorant dumbass. <laughs> you exactly. know, but I was, I was an ignorant dumbass. So always start with the end in mind. What are you trying to accomplish? Cause honestly, drive by snarking, running your mouth, jumping to conclusions, saying stuff about something you know nothing about. It, all it achieves is starting a fire right there. Yep. And that's it. And a fire that's going to get put out eventually. Yeah. That might mean you get put out. Yep. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I mean, part of the reason Benny took my uh, my re- uh, resignation immediately was because I wrote a lot of pointed stuff about, I don't trust you. I think you're you're this or that. I don't remember what I wrote, but it was, I put that onus on him, which I was young and dumb and in my own way. Uh, so that was part of why he did it. But I know the other, another part of this, I was not an easy person to work with sometimes. I mean, I, I would run my mouth loudly about things I didn't understand and didn't like. And I was very type A personality and sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. So it was like, you know what? Some of that bad's playing in the history and then you're going to be like, I don't need you around. And I didn't need to be there. I mean, that was ultimately the right split. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I can go talk to him as a, a different person and, and we're going to try getting back on the show or getting on the show. I keep trying to get him on the show, but just keep plugging it. We are. We're going to. So speaking of plugs, you got anything to throw out before we we're heading towards that new year, man, real yep. fast. Well, we got a new advanced TMT class starting orientation December 18th, I think. Yes. Yeah, yes, we do. It. December 18th. And then we'll have a new EMT class sometime in January. And we've got a psycho motor last one of the year, December 14th. You've got to get signed up by next week. Yep. let everybody know if you've gotten a, a EMT who has finished the program. Thanks. you got to be signed up no later than Wednesday. 
Yeah, Wednesday of next week. Yep. Right before Thanksgiving. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's all on our website, georgiaemt.com. It's the first slide you come to. There's steps. I've got a video to show you how to get your patent number and all that jazz. So do that. And uh, next week being Thursday, more than likely anything we do will be just live videos from our phone saying, yeah, this is what's going on. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Those kind of things. So we'll be back in two weeks with more EMS Underground talking right. the talk and, and uh, asking the questions. Yep. So have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Absolutely. Get out there, be safe, be happy, and you know, keep asking those questions. Because by asking questions, we all start to seek change. And ultimately, this will become a better service and a better way of life. Underground. I am a Charles McFall, and I'm here this week to talk about smart asses and dumb mouths and how uh, we say stupid things sometimes, but you know, really it's a mindset. It's the the joining of of <laughs> not joining, jumping to conclusions on what we really think uh, is is going on with something. And I don't mean medically. I am not speaking medically. I'm speaking politically. I'm speaking uh, opinionatedly. And that is what I'm talking about. So I definitely want to talk about how uh, we do this, how we we definitely make up opinions about things that we know nothing about. And yes, it is rampant throughout society, but it seems to be way more rampant in our field of, of when's the last time you, you heard somebody, I'm going to give some examples and I'm waiting for uh, Tom supposed to be joining me a little bit later on. But I, I'm going to give some examples. But when is the last time you actually heard an EMT, a medic, a, a sheriff's department officer, a police officer, a firefighter, have a very uplifting and positive thought process on something, right? The first things out of most everybody's mouth is negative. But before I jump into that, as I do here, I'm going to talk about how you can help support the show. Now, one thing is, is uh, if you're listening to this podcast, that definitely supports the show because you're hearing the ad in the middle of the show, and we appreciate you listening to that ad. It gives us help. We're also looking for sponsors, right? Now, the thing we want to avoid is is uh, major EMS provider sponsors, since that's what we talk about most of the time. I'm not saying no. I'm saying there's going to be very specific contracts in place uh, if you are an EMS provider and want to sponsor a show or a segment on the show, or even, you know, um, have advertise, you know, any kind of advertisement that way, but, but know that I'm still going to talk the truth about what I see in the world and, and how, and ask the hard questions. We are open to places like Eggleston children's, uh, um, you know, Piedmont, I guess, you know, uh, uh any of the major, major systems that we don't necessarily have political or reason to talk about them, but uh, just know anybody sponsors. It can be uh, Gamefly, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. But even when Gamefly sponsors us, uh, if I think they're doing something wrong, I'm going to say that. That's the bottom line. So here is the obligatory sponsor plug for the show. Today's show is brought to you by Gamefly.com. 
Sign up for a premium free 30-day one-game-out trial specifically for those of you watching and listening to EMS Underground. Go to GameFlyOffer.com slash EMS Underground for your 30-day free trial. It'll help us out. We'll appreciate that you did that, and thank you very much. But yeah, contact me. If you want to be an ad-sponsored uh, person, we'll talk about that more here in just a second. But also, patreon.com slash 911studios. Okay, that is where you can support directly. You, uh, we're, we're, we being Tom and I, and, and, and the brain, you know, my the mouse in my brain. Pinky is what I call him, right? You know, Pinky in the brain. So uh, we, uh, I'm, I'm working on ways to incentivize your support, right? Things I can offer you that you would love to get a piece of that also makes you feel good about helping the show. And for now, just if you want to help support, keep us independent. That's the thing. I can say a whole lot of stuff about a whole lot of things going on. I can ask these hard questions that we ask here on EMS Underground. I ask the questions and I expect answers. I expect all of us to go look for answers. We might not get one today, but we'll get one eventually. So to be able to ask those hard questions, I can't have my income rely on the industry, right? Because there's some pretty powerful people that I've already pissed on some of them and they, they will tank my career type of deal. So that's where you can support patreon.com slash 911 studios allows me to have that freedom to say the things that I think and ask the questions that I want to ask. So all that obligatory plus going on, if you would like to help out directly by being an advertiser, just email me charles at gaiems.com and we'll, we'll set up some phone calls and we'll talk about what I can deliver on and, and, uh, that kind of thing. And if you know of any kind of decent products that you use in the field, um, it can be medical stuff like Zoll. It can be uh, anything you think that is relevant to the medical field. Uh, let me know, and I will reach out to him and see what I can do. So, yeah, smart asses and dumb mouths. I am the king of both of these, right? I, I, I have definitely been known to say a whole lot of stupid things in my career. And I have been known to jump to conclusions and just go right out and, and not really know what I was talking about, but start bad mouthing something or, or saying, oh, this is the way that is. And this is the way this is. And, and making negative mindsets. It's so easy. It is so easy to get into these negative mindsets. I don't know why it's that easy to get into these mindsets. Uh, here is one example. We had some students in last night, and I'm definitely not singling out a student. So if you end up listening to this and you know, as you said, I'm using you more as a springboard as an example of mindsets because I talked with you plainly last night, talked to you directly. It's say, you know, your opinion is your opinion. Absolutely. I'm not telling you it's wrong, but it was an inherently negative one that didn't have a lot of backup to it. So uh, the idea of non-emergency transports, right? It was a general, that was a general area that we were talking about. And so the rest of this is going to be things that I fill in. But the general area we were talking about last night was non-emergency transports, and this particular student did not like them. This and it was a specific subset of non-emergency. It wasn't all non-emergency. It was a specific subset that is not really necessary to this topic. Uh, she just didn't like it. And I said, okay, curious. Why? And Because I like to talk about how in non-emergency, you actually have to be more skilled and more prepared to handle when things go south, because depends on what the non-emergency is, right? Dialysis, 
They go, they go south. They they start their blood pressure starts tanking. What do you do? You can't fluid challenge them. There's a lot of drugs you can't give. CPR is going to be a whole different ball game, right? So what do you do? You got to be more skilled. And we get a little lazy doing non emergency because 99 times out of 100, nothing goes wrong. So those kind of things. I, I'm always saying non emergency is harder because it's so easy to get lazy. It's so easy to get relaxed in a situation and get caught off guard. And you really have to be more prepared, in my opinion. Um, for this particular student, they did not care for an emergency, essentially because they, the gist of it was they felt like it was a waste of their time and energy. That the person, while they needed a ride, could ambulate, could sit up and down on their own, could do all kind of good things, and they wouldn't. It was more wear and tear on the student. Uh, they're an advanced student, so they're an EMT in the field. It's more wear and tear on the EMT to lift and have to do all these things with an ambulance unnecessarily. And interestingly enough, another student got involved and started talking about it, and they gave the positive aspects to it. And they basically kind of took the stance I usually take with it, which is everybody needs help sometimes. And that led me to a different topic in the evening of of the system's broken and here's a little more information you need to know to help change your, or help form a more stronger ideal and opinion on this topic. Right? Because it's instantly a negative one. I don't want to do it. Why? Well, it was hard for the student to identify the why and defend the why. And it kind of was a little bit of a bad attitude, a negative attitude. So what we what I wanted to get to with that, and then there, you know we see it on Facebook all the time, negative leads. Uh, okay, so there's an announcement. This kind of plays into it. There's an announcement. Uh, DeKalb County had the commission that was taking the RFP, the request for proposal. And hello, Barbara Campaign. I see you in the chat. Uh, the person, uh, uh, the the committee that took those requests has actually done this scoring. They've done all kind of studies. The lawyers have been involved. And AMR, uh, it came essentially. It came down to two different choices: uh, AMR and another one that used to be called Paramedics Plus. That changed their name to, I think, Patient Care EMS or something like that. Um, and AMR outscored Paramedics Plus by a few points. They got an eighty-five uh, out of, and it doesn't go into detail what the scoring system was, how the points were weighted, any of that stuff. But AMR scored an 85, Paramedics Plus basically scored a 78. And that was reported, and the, the commission, uh, whatever it's called, the ad hoc group, whatever it is, they are actually recommending that DeKalb County gets the the uh, contract for, or I'm sorry, AMR gets the contract for DeKalb County, which I personally saw coming. I've said all along, look at where it was. If AMR didn't want to change right? If AMR didn't want to work on making things better and improving where we were, because documentably, I believe we were in the mid to high teens on response times back a, over a year ago when all this started. It started uh, like spring a year ago with, and actually before that in January, they had started hiring. So they knew there were issues. So issues have been going on, but it hit the news in the spring of, of 2018. And so well over a year, almost a year and a half ago, this has been brought to light. We got involved here in EMS Underground and really started diving in, going to the meetings, talking to AMR. And it was, you know, admittedly, 
in the mid to high teens in response times. I don't remember the exact number. 18 minutes is in my mind as kind of the average that was going on. And that's when we started asking the questions as we do here on this show, right? As I love to do in life of, okay, give me more information. Why is it this way? What is going on? How do we fix it? And we started finding out, oh, it's not just that they're late. Because that's the inherent negative response. I know has been rampant throughout the field of, oh, they're just a bad company. They're corporate greed. All they care about is the dollar. They don't care about people. Yeah, no. You know you've heard that about all the companies out there. Um, and, And what we started doing is asking, well, is it corporate greed? Why are these response times this way? And we started finding out, oh, AMR had already been working on it. We started finding out, oh, there's a bad contract. Oh, they didn't have enough trucks on the road, and they were fixing that, even though their contract didn't pay for it. You know, different things like that. Oh, yes, they did actually have to pay a penalty for the response times. Um, did that incentivize them to work harder? Maybe. Maybe it did, uh, because the question is, well, if you're an altruistic, nobody's altruistic, but if you're an altruistic, good-hearted company, why weren't you identifying this ahead of time? Sure, maybe getting smacked on the wrist, uh, getting spanked a little bit with a fine there, uh, incentivized them to do better. But the reality is, the problem had already been identified, steps were already in progress, and we here at EMS Underground have monitored it all the way through. So I saw this coming going, yeah, it's a possibility that somebody else will come in, but AMR has busted their asses to improve, to get better, to make those response times better, to work with the Cab County on what they need for their community. So for them to be the front runner and the recommended service was of no surprise. Now, I went and found an AJC article. It was not done by Yamil Barad. It was done by JD, somebody else. And JD actually had written a hit piece about a month ago that was way off the mark, and we called it out. This article is actually fairly on point. Now, it's still clickbaity, right? The first freaking sentence. So what we do in this society, in this world of America, is, is we go with the negative because negative sells. And it was like, despite, I'm paraphrasing, because you can go read the article yourself. It's on uh, facebook.com forward slash Georgia Institute of EMS. And, and so, um, uh, I'm going to read that Billy. I'm going to read what you said here. Uh, but it, it absolutely, uh, negative leads. And the paraphrase was despite concerns over run times, AMR is going, is recommended to be awarded the contract for the cap. Now the rest of it actually is a fairly well-written article that tells both sides of it. Talks about the past, talks about the changes that have been made. It talks about, uh, uh, the weighted scoring system and how they earn the spot up front. You know, it talks about a lot of great stuff, but it definitely leads with the negative. Now, I said all that to say this. I posted that this morning, the first comment on it. And I'm not going to call them out, but you, their name is there. You can go look at the post because it's public, man. Uh, but the first comment was um, talk, uh, more money for the corrupt or something like that. But the corrupt is in there. And I was like, Immediately, it just it just chapped my butt. Like, now this is my platform. This is my space. I can I can let other people say whatever they want everywhere else. You're not going to come in here and not get challenged. 
for that. So I immediately wrote this thing about what what are you talking about the corrupt? Have you done any research? Have you looked at anything about the runtimes? Because I didn't say this, but I, I say it now is yeah, there are times where 18 minutes, I'm gonna say it's higher than 13, but let's say 18 minutes, even if that's not correct. Now it was tracked and reported officially at the last meeting, nine minute response times on average for the entire county. Not done with the entire county. That's huge. So shut up with that. So that made me want to talk about dumbasses or smart asses and dumb mouths, uh, which could be dumbasses. Uh, so and I, I, uh, CBS, who started all the, the the hullabaloo in the media and the public, right, which got my attention. Sure, it caught my attention, but it was, oh, they're killing people. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, they took cameras to the Region Three meeting. They interviewed Terry Nall, whose career is 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 not as good as he wishes. Because he definitely ran for mayor of uh, of um, Dunwoody and failed miserably. So this whole platform he built on bashing EMS did not work for him. Yet he's still being quoted as the authority on this, and he's not. Uh, that CBS report of negative, negative, look, burn, burn, oh, horribleness. They put out another little piece about it. It was a paragraph. It was a stupid hit piece like, we did a watchdog report on this before. And we reported that they had bad road times. And they're still getting a contract. And nothing else. And I had a few choice words to send to Tom that I won't repeat here. But I, I said it. And I actually, actually asked somebody like, why can't they uh, report the truth? Why can't they report, hey, we called them out. We called it out. We showed a light on it. And look, we we caused change because that would make CBS look good. That would be good. And people just don't want that. People don't want the truth. So that makes that pisses me off so much uh, about when you come in, uh, chalk one up for the corrupt. Do some freaking research, man. Billy Green says, I can pop that up right there. Uh, Non-emergency is pretty cake and certainly can pay the bills. A trend I see in both non-emergency and 911 is a lack of compassion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Let's talk about that for a second. As a funeral director uh, prior to EMT, I completely understand how this lack of compassion manifests. But from what I've seen this far has been a big stimulant on a negative attitude. Yeah. Yeah, Billy. That that is spot on, man. Uh, and that attitude is taught. When I came out of EMT school, I had one major negative attitude, and it was firefighters are stupid. I was taught by two Henry County paramedics. Uh, I don't know at the time. This is 1998, 97, 98. 97 is when I started class. 98 is when I graduated EMT. And I was taught by two paramedics who worked for Henry County Fire because it was all together then. I, I'm assuming it's still together now. I don't know if you have to. I, I don't know how it works. All I know is they worked for Henry County as medics. They were teaching my EMT class as medics. And the two of them, the saying always was firefighter proof instead of idiot proof. And they led me to believe all firefighters are stupid. And, and that's how they acted. They was like, you've got to make this firefighter proof. You've got to make it to where nobody can screw it up. Make it firefighter proof. So I came out being taught this negative attitude in school that had no reason or concept of why uh, I, I had it other than they told me this. Then somehow, some way along the line, just non-emergency transports, uh, granny totes. There's something about lizards that I can't remember one of the negative terms for for non-emergency transports. There's all kind of non-emergency transport terms that, that are negative, right? And people hate them. And it got to the point where I was working for National EMS in Morgan County. So the call volume was low. 
And I just wanted to number one calls. And we, we get told, hey, you're going to get dispatched to go pick up this person from the hospital and take him across the street to the nursing home or vice versa. It's not 911. It's a, it's a transport. Ugh. I mean, I just have the worst attitude. And none of my paramedics corrected it. They actually taught me that for the most part. And why? Why am I having this attitude? Why am I having this lack of compassion? And I've told the story before of how I changed it. Uh, it's because somebody had compassion for my grandparents. Now, it was still a 911 call, but it, it, it just changed my perception on how those medics treated my grandmother versus how I was treating other people's grandmothers, essentially. Uh, I've gone in joking with my partner because I read you know, dementia and uh, delirium, which dementia is pretty much on every patient who's going to a nursing home. That just seems to be a statistic that's there. In my own personal experience, it's not science, it's not statistics, but in my own personal experience, 95 to 99% of the patients in nursing home that I picked up for a transport had dementia listed in their history. And so... I actually went up to pick up this patient who, because of dementia and something else on her paperwork that I don't remember, I just assumed she was out of it and didn't know anything. So me and my partner are joking along, just ignoring her. Not, hello, how you're doing? Not telling you, hey, we're going to move you over to bed. We're just talking to each other, cutting up like assholes and moving her. And then she says something to us. She she laughed at one of her jokes or something. And I was like, oh, crap. She knows what we're talking about. And it was just a really insensitive Stupid thing. Why was I there? Because I'd made the opinion that these drag my time down. <laughs> these drag my time down and I don't want to spend my time doing it. And I had zero research on it. I had zero knowledge. And I would make the most smart ass remarks and, and use my dumb mouth and um, yeah, and, and uh, pull your microphone up a bit. It's not really, there you go. However you need to do that. Uh, and let's pull this back. Tom is joining in here. Yes. And uh, and I got to turn you up here. Go ahead. I thought we were starting at 3.30. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, get here when you can. Yep. That's how That's EMS me. rolls, right? That's me. So, uh, But yeah, we're, Billy Green got on her Facebook and mentioned that uh, uh, as a funeral director prior to e e becoming an EMT, uh, he saw a lot of uh, lack of compassion. In 911 and non emergency. And that is a huge thing. That definitely leads to being a smart ass or using a dumb mouth. Well, another, as you're getting set up, uh, another thing I saw pop across, doing some research on, on a company today. And of course, one of the things that tends to pop up is, uh, uh, let me pop that over there. There we go. One of the things that tends to pop up is Glassdoor, right? Which is a workplace uh, rating service so you can employees can go in anonymously and say this is what it was like to work at that place uh but then the other thing that pops up is yelp for many for many an ambulance service you can actually be reviewed on yelp and so i was reading one and you know that's the other thing why do we only review when it's negative why is that tends to be why we review things and not oh i had this great experience and five stars it's almost always they were horrible but one of the things that was mentioned that plays into this topic that made me think about this a lot is um, the patient themselves from what they wrote. I can read in between the lines and they're a person who, who has at least overdosed once. And this was one of the calls, uh, but possibly multiple times because they used the same service multiple times, but their complaint 
in this review about this service was the medic was saying the medic was standing over with poorly inked flame tattoos on his forearm was the lead of this statement. But basically the medic was in there joking about how she had to call her boyfriend and tell him that there'd be puke on the floor when he got home. That's a very callous. And I'm even if that's not word for word or accurate to the, the particular call, Tom, both of us know we've been in situations where we know medics who do that kind of thing. Say, right. why? Why do we get there as medics? You've definitely trained more people and been around different levels a lot more than I have. Why does this happen? Burnout. But it can happen right out of school. We have students who are like this They're sometimes. Burnout. Expectations. People get in this, they think, like, oh, man, I'm going to be a hero. And we get so many people who get into it, and they do it because they have the hero mentality. They mm -hmm. think they're going to save the world. But it's not what they expect it to feel like. In reality, they are saving the world because whenever they go out on that person that's puking their brains out, yeah. not feeling good, yeah. to that person, they're an angel. Right. But they don't get the reciprocated feeling that they're looking for. Because for some reason, I guess maybe it's TV, the movies, or whatever's hyped us up to be something that we're not. When 80% of the time we're going out there and we're taking care of people and we're not saving their lives, we're right. taking care of them. Most, most of our calls are going to be BLS. Right. I mean, it's just going to be patient That's assessment, it. vital signs, and let's get you to the hospital. Uh, and most of those calls are going to be you need a higher level of care and it's after doctor hours, right. but even in doctor hours, we don't just tell them go go call your doctor. I mean, we, right. we take them on. Um, what about what about forming opinions? I, I I don't know if you saw our Facebook page today, but this is one of the things that that drove me to this topic as well. Is drive by negative opinions, right? And you get them in EMS all the time that they don't even know what they're talking about. I'll go back to the one I was about to reference, but one that just popped in my mind when I worked for National and I had changed my mindset of, oh. Running these non-emergency. Now, I've always stated, and I will always still state, I believe non-emergency, even if it's done by the same company, should be basically two divisions in that company. If you're working non-emergency, that's what you're doing today. Right. And if you're working 911, that's what you're doing today. Um, but they blended it at national. And I realized you know, non-emergency is what kept national running. It's what allowed them to serve the people and do 911 on an affordable level. And you would get so many people inside of that company. Now, that... that Non-emergency transport paid the bill, right? It is a confirmed right. upfront. We know we're going to get this much money, and so if we can stack these, we know we can we can predict next month that we can pay you, Tom, your salary mm -hmm. or your hourly. You know, I'm not trying to say a salary versus hourly. Your your paycheck is what I'm trying to right. say. But people don't look at it that way. And, oh my God, why are we doing this? Because nine one one does not pay the Doesn't bills. Pay. Nope. It has to be a loss leader, if anything. Like if it's 100% fire, county-based, everything. Fire does not right. pay the bills. It is your tax money pays for that, mm -hmm. and it eats it. That's it. Um, you've worked. So let's go to Newton a little bit, right? I am sure you heard opinions on how the hospital operated from your medics and EMTs, mm -hmm. how the hospital operated, and you instantly went, that is not how this goes. Right. What is, what's some, why do we form these opinions? What's some of your insight well, on that? Well, one reason why we form the opinions is because we're not, we got a lot of armchair quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people who really don't understand 
what it is that it takes to do to run a company or to run a business. They think they do. They can sit around in the day room and sit around on the sofa and they can talk about what you should do and stuff like that, but they mm-hmm. have no clue. Um, they don't understand it. And most of the time they, they don't even put in any kind of research. And a lot of, exactly, no research. And a lot of them, a lot of people are just entitled. They feel like that they, you know, the stuff that they are using for free, they don't even think about it because they're so entitled. Whenever they go flush the toilet, they don't think about that costing money. When they wipe their tail in, they don't think about that costing money. Whenever they go to the ER or whatever and they say, hey, can you give me some aspirin or, or some Motrin or something? They don't think that that costs somebody right. somewhere money. Whenever they go out and then they go run their calls and it's getting time for Christmas and they're, instead of running going out doing territory studies, they're out shopping. Yeah. They're yep. out driving around. Well, guess what? Somebody's got to pay for that gas. Oh, we used to go yard selling in the fall. Yep. yep. Go yard selling. Territory to, studies. And it was yep. a little bit, but it was yard and, selling. And, you know, and that's not a bad thing. And I'm not going you know, saying anything too negative about it because it gets you in the community. You're talking to the community. It could improve response times, basically. But you and I know that there's the people who wait until their work day. Oh, yeah, to get things to done. To get things yep. done. And that costs money. Um, whenever somebody, and you and I know the people who go to work and they wait till they're at work to print off uh-huh. All of their list or their homework because they don't use their inner ink right. or printers mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I would say I've done it. I have absolutely. So they done don't it. understand that all that adds up. They just think, yeah. oh, it's just one time. But whenever you do it yeah. and I do it and everybody else does it, it starts building up. So you got to budget yeah. for that. You got to budget for the gas. You got to budget for how much it costs. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand how everything really comes together. So that, you know, everything is productive, profitable. Yeah. They just say, oh, I go out and run a call. I should get paid. Well, yeah, you should. You should 100% get paid. But your service has to get paid too. Mm-hmm. And as an employee, you have to work to make sure that that service is productive so that it can support you. Because if it's not, exactly. then it's not going to be able to support you. Yeah, uh, you know, you're talking about one of the simplest things that blew my mind when it wasn't there is coffee. You know, yeah. and EMS, we we I I live and breathe on coffee, and and a lot of EMS does. Uh, and so you're in in the case I was in most of the stations I was stationed at it was 24 hours, mm-hmm. and I was expected there be a pot available and coffee available. I wouldn't be picky. I'm not going to say give me my Starbucks. If you want to get Maxwell House or or Max's own house, which is a knockoff, you know, you, whatever you <laughs> Never get, heard of that one. I'm good. Uh, uh, you know, but I'd take whatever coffee you have and I'd bring it. I always bring in my own sweet and low because nobody ever has sweet and low. And that's fine. That's my own particular thing, but sugar creamer, those are the basics that go with coffee. And I got into a station one day and I started to make coffee. And so I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making a pot of coffee. Well, you got to put it into the coffee jar. I'm sorry. What, what jar? What are you talking about? And it's because that particular service at that time wasn't paying for because it's an expense and it's quite an expense actually. Yeah, um, that's the thing here. Which when I go out, I'll buy y'all. I'll buy coffee. Yeah. I don't drink coffee, so a lot of times I don't think about it. Sure, and, and I don't and, mind providing my own. But when know? I'm there and I'm seeing it and it's right there, I'll grab it and and bring mm-hmm. it in. You know, 
But um, there was a time where I was really worked hard to, because you know I had the Keurigs here yep. and stuff. And then I, I asked, hey, just somebody, y'all pay 50 cents or something, you know, whenever you get one. And nobody would do it. Right. And next thing I know, I mean, we were going through $250, $300 a month in coffee. Yeah. What about the candy and sodas you used to have out oh, for the students yeah, with yeah. a jar? Put a dollar in or yep, something. Yep, you used to have candies and stuff and just say, hey, you know, just pay something for it. Nobody paid for it. They yeah. just took it. So, yeah. and that was several, I mean, like, we would go through a case a day. That's a really and I fast. I stop that because, I mean, I yeah. finally got tired of it. Because, you know, some people were honest and would pay, but it wasn't. Yeah. Plus, and I finally got to a point where I had to stop it. Yeah, and and, and you know, dumb mouths, right? That's the, the people who complain about it but won't do anything. And I've worked yeah. with many, many people like that. And I probably was one of those people from time to time. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, why can't we have coffee? And, and it's like, well, are you going to go out and pay for it? Well, no, I'm not going to go on coffee. I'm mad because you're not giving me coffee, yeah. you know. Uh, and now, I mean, even and you do, you will bring in Keurigs and I'll use them time to time, but I, I definitely like keeping my own stuff in the freezer because I like my specific own coffee. Right. I'm not going to go, hey, Tom, go buy my, well, technically it's a $9 bag of coffee. I get it a whole lot cheaper because I work the deals. And that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I like to work my deals, and da-da, but I'll share with people. Um, and that's, the, you got to make your own way. And the people, if you're fast with an opinion, you're very slow to help. And so the other example I was going to give you, and we'll hit the halfway break here. Actually, you know what? Let's hit the halfway break well, right well, now. Let me say something before we hit sure. that real quick. The other thing is, too, because I don't want to come off as this, you know, like corporate guy or whatever, because you know I'm not. You right, know, I right, take, right. I, I, I spend a lot on on people. <laughs> For I the do. podcast, I did yeah. uh, Air Bunny, yeah. Cody Fingers. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, the, th- the thing is, if you're running a company and if you can afford to take care of your employees, you should. Yeah, definitely. There's amenities and stuff that makes you it know, feel better. So, you know, before the new tax changes happen, you know, now I don't get to count as much off for meals and stuff like that. But you remember beforehand, mm-hmm. I fed y'all every day. Yeah. Every single day. It became you know its own I mean? beast, but it was and it was cool. It, yeah. yeah. It, but um, then, you know, the tax changes came and now we don't get that deduction anymore. But I still do it quite often. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still try to make sure that whenever I have extra, you give extra. As a leader, as a company, you got to do things like that. Little things like go a long way yeah. know, to, to keep people appreciated and stuff. 